It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Anyone want coffee? Hello, fellow book writers and caffeine fiends. Welcome to A Daily Cup of Joe, where you'll get to hear from publishing industry pros and affirm your inner bookworm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to my installment of A Daily Cup of Joe. My name is Christina Marie, and I am going to be covering the revolutions that have happened for various authors at UtopiaCon, or because of UtopiaCon. And one of the people that I met when I was at UtopiaCon is Christina Benjamin, who graciously agreed to be my first interview on my very first podcast ever. So exciting, you guys. I love Christina. Her heart is just so, so beautiful. Her story is even more beautiful, you guys, and I cannot wait for you to hear it. Christina's links of social media will be in our description of this podcast as well as mine. But definitely, you guys, keep your ears open and just listen up to what Christina has to say because I promise you, it is amazing. She's super inspiring. So without further ado, let's get started. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. I just got home from a brunch with a friend of mine. We um, haven't seen each other in like a year. (laughs) Um, We both used to work together and that job laid us off together. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we were just kind of getting together. It was weird because a year ago next week was when we both got laid off and we didn't realize it. We were like, wait a second. I think a year ago next week we got laid off. So this is kind of like a anniversary commiseration. (laughs) But yeah, it was fun to kind of catch up with each other. So nice. Where'd you go to brunch? Um, We went to, we started off at Starbucks, um, but it was so crowded. So we just had a little, you know, drink. And then we had, there was this little tiny like bistro restaurant that's across the street. So we just went over there and just ate and whatnot. So it was a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah. So what'd you do? Uh, nothing. Um, I stayed up late last night trying to read through my book. <laughs> and my whole goal was like, just read it. Don't use a red pen. Mm-hmm. But it was possible. So yeah. I, I stayed up late. So I kind of slept in this morning. And then I've just been reading. And I'm like the slowest reader when I have to read my own book. It's so oh weird. Oh my gosh. How is, I mean, I always wonder about that. Like, how does that even, like, how do you even read your own book? <laughs> It's really hard. It's like, it's so hard. It's weird. If I'm reading it and it's on like a Kindle or a Nook, it's so much easier because Mm -hmm. you can't make any changes. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, like for that, that way I can pretend it's not my book, I guess. But even if it's a paperback, I'm like, no, there should be a comma there. Or, you know, it's 
so hard not to mark it up. Yeah, I always wonder about that because, you know, I'm doing my whole, you know, I'm writing a chapter a week is my goal because I want to be done by the end of the year. And so I have to reread my chapters and I'm like, oh, no, wait, what kind of, what tense is that? Is that the proper tense? Wait, should I put a comma there? Wait, should I? And it's just, it's so hard to like edit your own work because there are so many things that I miss because I know what I mean, you know, and, but nobody else, you know, there's someone else who might not know what I mean. So it's just, it's so weird. Yeah, it's impossible. And then, like, when you're rereading, just to kind of catch your place to start again, then, mm-hmm. like, I'm always like, oh, I should have wrote this in here, or maybe I'll add that, and then right. I never get to, like, where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, okay, and then we're going to have random meows in the background, too. Because... <laughs> I know, I locked myself in the bedroom, so all my animals can't get to me. <laughs> well, one cat, he cares not for this at all, so he's sitting across the room just looking at me like, why are you even in the living room right now? He hates it when I'm in the living room for too long. And then there's the other one that's right here that's really needy. And you just probably saw her tail. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so as I've probably already explained to you, the reason why we're doing this is because we really just want um, people to understand the impact of Utopia and what it means to, what Utopia even means for, um, people who attended and of course the reason why we have so many different people is because utopia means different things to different people like for me this past um well last month was the first time I had ever gone but I had heard about it the year before and it was it sounded so fantastic so I was like I want to do this you know I want to be a part of this and so um I guess I can even pose the question to you of why you even, you know, attended Utopia in the first place or how you heard about it. Yeah, um, I was kind of the same thing like you. Um, I just, I'd never, I'd never gone before. This was my first year. And I just started hearing about it kind of all at once. Mm -hmm. And you know, when something just kind of like, you know, you you either keep seeing it, like you'll see a commercial for something and and you'll see the product and like, it just keeps like finding a way into my life. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how Utopia was with me. Um, I had another friend, um, who's a Florida author who had asked me if I was going to Utopia and I was kind of like, what's Utopia? You know, that was the first time I had heard about it. And that was Stephanie Erickson. Oh, okay. And she was like, oh, you should go, you know, it's for a young adult and that's what you write. I think you'd really enjoy it. It's in Tennessee. And, um, so she kind of put the bug in my ear first. Um, and I was kind of like, I don't know. Of course I would love to do everything, Mm -hmm. but you know, I got to figure out my schedule and my life and see what I can handle. Right. And then I ended up um, going on this last minute book cruise called Book Splash. Uh-huh. And I ended up sharing a table in between Shandahan and BL Marsh. And oh. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, the first time I met them, uh-huh. I was talking to them about their books. And of course, they were just talking about how great Utopia was. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like all within the same month I heard about that. Um, I met Nate Weller on the cruise and he was telling me how great it was. Because mm-hmm. that was kind of my thing. Um, like, you know, I started I started writing my book in 2012, but the first one didn't come out until 2013, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of just been, like, picking up slowly for me, so mm-hmm. last year was kind of my first year, like, going out and doing things and meeting all these authors, so right. I was kind of asking everyone, like, in my genre, what would you recommend for a new author, mm-hmm. and Utopia just kept coming up, so finally I waited till like, I'm sure way too last minute and decided I need to do this right which is totally my pantster way of doing things (laughs) Uh and there was like no rooms left and I couldn't find a roommate but 
everything lined up and I ended up being able to go and I'm so happy I did. That's so exciting. I love that because when I was saying when I went and it was just my first time going, I didn't feel like I was new. You know, I didn't feel like, okay, I have no idea what I'm doing. Who are these strange people? I felt everyone just felt like friends, you know, right from the beginning. And so um, I just there's a community with Utopia that I think is really unique. I mean, would you say is there anything about Utopia that you think is um, like unique to it specifically? Or is how's the community in comparison to other, you know, things that you've done? Yeah, definitely. Um, Like I said, I've done a couple other events, and I did feel new at those, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of like, oh my gosh, do I belong here? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, is it just because it's my first year? I don't know what's going on. It's hard to, you know, find the right people to talk to you and, like, get into groups. And the thing I kept hearing about Utopia was, like, oh, it's such a community. Mm -hmm. Everyone's so friendly and open. Right. I was kind of like, yeah, everyone says that about every event that they're, you know, trying to get people to go to. True, yeah. (laughs) Utopia was, it was like, it was magical. I mean, Mm -hmm. it changed my life. I've never gone anywhere where I felt like I was in a room full of friends and they were all people I hadn't met. And truly everyone was as nice as they were saying online. They just were happy to be there and Mm -hmm. talk to you um, no matter what you had to say or who you were. You Mm -hmm. know, that was the cool thing. It wasn't like, oh, who's the author, who's the reader, who's the blogger? Like, everyone was just kind of there Mm -hmm. um, because we're all like-minded people. We're Mm -hmm. all passionate about the same thing. And, I mean, every day my husband would, like, look at me and say, like, who are you? You're so (laughs) happy and friendly and talking to all these people. And I'm like, I finally found my people, you know? So it it really was. It was amazing and definitely unique. Um, I've never been to another conference um, that made me feel the way Utopia was. And that definitely kind of lit a fire in me so that when I came home, I was just as motivated as mm-hmm. what I was at the conference. Mm-hmm. So how many have you been to? Is this Was this your first time or had you, had you gone before to Utopia? This was my first time at Utopia, um, but I've been to a bunch of different other conferences, book events, book signings, stuff like that. Um, like I said, I did Book Splash. Yeah. Um, I did Florida Heritage Book Festival. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just, all of a sudden, I just was like, you know, I just need to sign up and do a whole bunch of things. Right. So at first, I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I'm like, let's just do right, everything. Right, right. So. so would you say, like, now that you've done Utopia and all the other um, conventions, do you feel like now you're a little bit more comfortable with, you know, being at events like that? Definitely. Um, it, it's made me more outgoing. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me realize that, you know... Everyone starts somewhere, which right. is really cool, um, and uh, everyone is just really excited and passionate about the same things that I am, and mm-hmm. that's amazing to be able to share that with other people. So it's definitely given me confidence to, um, you know, go to a bunch of other events and mm-hmm. feel more confident at them. Right. Um, and it's it's amazing to be able to walk away with friends, you know. So that's that's a cool experience because I really had expected just to go to further my writing career. But I feel like I furthered my my life, you know, and just kind of got outside of my comfort zone. And it was really eye-opening. That's so cool. Like, I remember when I met you and I passed by your table and I saw your book covers. And I was like, oh, my gosh, these are so cool. And you were like, yeah, my husband designed them. And I was like, no way. And he's just sitting back there. And yeah. I'm like, dude, <laughs> these are so cool. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, I love how just... You know, people brought their husbands and brought their kids and brought their wives and just brought, like, 
the whole family and just made it. And okay, hi, I have a cat here. <laughs> um, and just made it, you know, their whole like experience. It was so cool. Now you mentioned that after you went to Utopia, you felt, you know, like motivated to come home and just do things like what were, how did you feel motivated? Like what were some of the things that you wanted to do? Yeah. Like, I mean, and that's the cool thing about Utopia because every conference for me, like while I'm there, I'm like, yeah, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like I need to put this to work and I need to try this in my life and Mm -hmm. all that. And usually when I get home, like that'll kind of last a day or two and then, you know, life just gets in the way and kind of have to do everything else. But, um, with Utopia, I mean, I had like like a 10 hour car ride home <laughs> so I sat on my computer and like I pulled out a spreadsheet and just kind of started writing down all these things that I had learned there and mm-hmm. like how I was going to apply them mm-hmm. and um, my third book is coming out in September so mm-hmm. it was kind of perfect timing for me because um, I you know learned a lot about how to launch a book how to market a book mm-hmm. Facebook ads um, how to do an audiobook just mm-hmm. all kinds of cool things that I've always wanted to do but never had tried because with my first two books, I mean, the first book, I didn't even know I was writing a book. I just (laughs) was like, Oh, this is fun. I'm going to do this now. Uh You know, found create space and got it on Amazon and it just pushed publish. And I mean, luckily the book has just done well and it, you know, spurred me to do a second one, but I've never tried to do all the other amazing things you can do, which Mm -hmm. Utopia kind of opened my eyes to like Mm -hmm. different ways to market your books Mm -hmm. and, to find your readers and mm-hmm. fun things you can do to connect with other authors, readers, bloggers, and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, so I kind of just came up with this list of things that I wanted to try, um, and I've been doing it ever since I've been home. And one of the cool things was um, one of the chats, I forget what they were called. It wasn't like an actual panel. Mm-hmm. Do you remember those like chats they had? Oh, the, um... Um, it was like how to get the most. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, they were held in, like, the little, like, oh. Yeah, in Maxwell's. Yeah. I can't remember what they're called either, but I know exactly what you're talking about because I went to a couple. Oh, what are they called? But I went to one that was, like, how um, how do you get, like, more word count? How do you mm-hmm. increase your word count? And I was like, that's what I want to do because... Like, for me, I can only do a book a year. That's what I've been doing, one book every year. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how do people do four books a year? Right. You know, like, I just, I can't wrap my head around that. So I really wanted to go to that one. And it was helpful because um, she talked about, um, she does a writing progress spreadsheet and just kind of wrote um, on there, like, the date, the time of day that you're writing, what project you were writing on, and, um you know, how much, how much you wrote in a certain time period, like from one o'clock to two o'clock, what your word count was, and then like do that for a whole month and then kind of look at it and see what are your most productive times of day mm-hmm. and maybe try to replicate that, you mm-hmm. know, cause like for me as a writer, I don't just have like a certain routine. Like I only write at my desk or, you know, out at Starbucks or something. I have to change it up all the time cause mm-hmm. I'll get like bored or tired or writer's block. So mm-hmm. it's cool to kind of see what has worked better and like what is like your most um active time of day to get stuff done right that's so So that's something that was cool that I applied yeah I love that I really love it sounds like to me like you know learning about how to build a community you know around your book you know really um because a lot of things that I've come to notice when you you know kind of put yourself out on an island and just kind of isolate yourself like hey 
this is my book, I'm writing my book, and then I'm just gonna throw it out to the world. You know, it's a little harder sometimes to, one, get your book, you know, out there to people, and then two, get, you know, to build a community around it. And so that's one thing that I noticed that you did. You had such a clever idea of having the little blogger, you know, bags and just really, you know, creating that environment and that community with people because that's how you and I met, you know, that's so cool. But um, you learn, I think one thing with Utopia that I think is great is it focuses so much on how to build community around everything that you're doing versus just feeling like you're out on that island by yourself. Um, so since you decided to, you know, take on this whole, you know, this different route of, you know, just being a little bit more involving social media and, you know, bloggers and marketing and all that stuff around, um, your books, have you seen like any, you know, fruits from it already? Or do you feel like there's going to, do you feel that things are going to be a little bit different than how you've been, um, pushing your books? Yeah, I do. Um. And I think, like, it was all kind of about timing for me. It was the right time for me to go to Utopia. I think if I had gone when I first put my very first book out, like, that was just scary for me. And mm-hmm. I wasn't ready for, you know, opening up to everyone. But I'm much more open um, to trying new things with the book. Mm-hmm. And um, going to Utopia just made me a much more open individual, I think. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny because I'm doing so many more things um, that that have nothing to do with like my book per se with, mm-hmm. with the Geneva project, but just as an author, um, as someone who is involved in the writing community mm-hmm. and just doing all those other fun things that are, you know, not directly trying to promote my book mm-hmm. seems to be promoting my book, which yeah, is cool. That's you know? so cool. And yeah. It's, it's a way that you are um, just involved in the community of writers because that was something that it was hard for me to get used to because writing can be kind of a solitary job you yeah. know like you don't write with other people but um I um talked to Chelsea Starling while we were at Utopia mm-hmm. and um joined the Lit League with them which is a project to help get um authors into schools and that's something that I've always been passionate oh, about just kind of been doing on my own uh-huh. so it's really cool to have another group of authors to kind of work with to figure mm-hmm. out how we can do more of that yeah that's awesome I actually am going to have uh, Chelsea on the podcast a little bit later and I'm pretty sure she's going to talk, you know, about um, the league and whatnot. But, like, how have you gotten involved with that so far? Like, what are some things that you guys are going to be doing? If you Well, so help? when we got back, we had a big, um, I think it was a Google chat session and um, just kind of brainstormed about, you know, what we've done in the past that's successful. Um, there's a bunch of teachers and authors, which mm-hmm. is cool. So we can kind of see from both sides. Um, you know, what the teachers are looking for and what needs they have to meet and just what the authors can bring to the table. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of planning going on right now and there's going to be beta testing, but, um, it's, it's a really cool idea. Um, cause there's a lot of, a lot of schools out there that can't afford to have the teachers come in. Right. Um, but like me as an author, I just, I want to go because I feel like it's so important. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of how everyone in Lit League is. We're just trying to figure out the best way to do it for everybody. That's so cool. Um, and that's like another thing that I had, I had kind of started because when I first put my books out, I was kind of like, okay, now what, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, my target audience is like fourth and fifth graders. So um, my sister-in-law mm-hmm. is a teacher and 
she's like, well, you know, let's get the books into the school and have you come read to the kids. So I did that in Alabama and I was hooked. Like that is the coolest thing for me is talking to the kids and they've read your book and they know more about it than you do. It's amazing. That's so cool. I love that. It's really fun. Yeah. that kind of made me figure out, you know, I went to a lot of different schools and I was kind of like, man, you know, some of the schools, they bought, you know, enough books for every kid in the classroom. Some of them, the kids had to bring the money in and some of them, like the school didn't even have a library. So mm-hmm. there's just such a broad spectrum out there. And just as an author myself, I was trying to figure out how to give back. So I started a one for one and kind of in the area of rebranding it now I want to call it Ben's books Mm -hmm. it's kind of like Tom's shoes like Uh for every book I sell I donate one Uh so something that'll make it like easier for people to remember but it's just so important to me to give books to kids that want them because I can't imagine where I would have been if I didn't have that love of reading start early right and if it had been like fostered and encouraged when I was younger and I started this before I was 30 Mm -hmm. I think I would have been so much further in my career which would be amazing yeah I mean, but the one thing about that that I've learned, even with Utopia, the one thing that I learned um, is that it's, I mean, writing a book is ageless. Like, there's no one age. Oh, I needed to have started when I was 21 so I can have a good, you know. I met a few people that had just written their books and they were in their 40s, you know, and in their 50s. And it's just like, oh my gosh, I love this. I think it's so cool because especially with, you know, the reading literacy levels in the country and things like that, getting, you know, books into the hands of children is so, so important. So I love, love this idea. Um, I saw a picture recently, I think you posted it on Facebook, of a group of you guys had gotten together, like, for something. And I was just looking at the picture and I was like, oh, that's so cool. (laughs) Like, were you just kind of hanging out or... Yeah, so um, that was, they happen to all be Florida authors mm. that live, like, literally 30 to 40 minutes from me. Oh, that's so cool. And I didn't know them or meet them until we were in Tennessee at Utopia. <laughs> I so I was it. like, oh my gosh, I had to drive 10 hours to meet my neighbors that are authors, basically. Oh, I love it. That's so but, cool. I mean, it's just another amazing way that Utopia, like, it just came into my life at the right time, mm-hmm. and it just brought people together because mm-hmm. um, I just recently moved um, to St. Augustine, Florida. So if I had gone before, you know, maybe I wouldn't have met them right. or it wouldn't have worked out. But my table was actually next to Christina Cervicelli, and mm-hmm. she heard me and um, Stephanie Erickson talking about being from Florida. And she's like, Florida? Wait, we're in Florida. So <laughs> we found out that, you know, she's in Jacksonville and I'm in St. Augustine. And so she was introducing me to a bunch of authors that she knows in our area too. And I was like, this is crazy that this is the only time we're going to see ourselves, each other. Like we have to get together in Florida. So I just kind of messaged them all and we found a date that worked and we all got together at my house last last week and just, just hung out and talked books and went out for dinner. It was really fun. Yeah. That's see, I love that. I mean, and that's what is just so cool about just, I love how you said you needed to drive 10 hours to meet your neighbors. I think that is just so funny. But um, are you going, I assume you're going to Utopia next year. Okay. Um, So I do know that the buzz of Utopia has been getting around. I've been talking more and more about it on social media, especially now that with its branding change from the YA to the IA um, and just the whole empowerment of revolution and, you know, fighting for your right 
I love that. Um, why, I mean, how do you feel? Do you feel that the um, shift in branding to include multiple genres is, you know, how do you feel about that? I mean, is, do you think it's really, I mean, do you like it? Do you feel like it has a personal connection to you at all? I mean, I just really, I've been asking people this question mainly because there are some authors that write more than one genre. So now they maybe feel like, hey, I can bring in, you know, my other books now. So what's your take on it? Yeah. Um, at first I was kind of surprised because I was like, oh man, like that's Utopia. That's what made me decide to do it. Was mm-hmm. like, What's the one conference that is specifically for your genre? Like if you could only go to one a year, mm-hmm. that would be the one. Mm-hmm. So I was a little surprised when I saw it change. But like you said, so many authors write different genres mm-hmm. and that's something that I'm starting to do too. So it, it really makes sense mm-hmm. to, to offer it. And it's not like they just opened it up to everyone. Right. Um, you know, middle grade is very similar to YA. That's so Sometimes, true. You know, I feel like my books can be middle grade and YA. Mm-hmm. And like, actually the first thing I did when I came home was I called three of my friends that are authors and um, two of them are middle grade. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and one of them is children. So I was like, listen, we are all going to Utopia next year, and it's perfect timing. They just changed it, so it encompasses your genres, too. Uh-huh. So so it, it is really cool, um, and yeah. I'm excited to see what what it brings and like what that dynamic will be like next year. Yeah, I'm really excited about that, too. I think it's awesome. Um, so I think the reason why I even ended up at Utopia is because someone told me about it and spoken to me about why I even needed to be there, why Utopia is a place that I need to be. Like, how, if if you were to, you know, speak to someone about Utopia or someone that was interested in being involved in something like this, like, what would you, what would be your advice to them? Especially someone who's, if it's their first time, like, getting a table or they're thinking about getting a table and bringing their book, it's their very first book, like, what does that conversation uh, sound like to you? Yeah, I've heard a lot of people kind of just talking about this in the Facebook group. Mm -hmm. Um, People had kind of gone last year just to check it out, and they want to know if they should bring it. Like, you know, they're going to have their first book come out, so should they bring a book? Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, this was my first year, and I'm crazy. I, (laughs) like, I go all in. I don't Mm -hmm. just say, like, well, let me just go check it out. And I probably should in some instances, Mm -hmm. but I like to just go and I bought a table for the whole time, and I did the Saturday signing, Mm -hmm. and... I did find it was really hard to do everything, and of course I want to do everything. Right. Um, so you ha- you want to be at your table because you want to meet everyone and talk to everyone about your books. Right. But then there's all these amazing panels going on that you want to go to them, and there's there's like three every hour, so you ha- you can't go to all of them even if you wanted to. Um, so it's hard. I guess you kind of could go and just choose what you would rather do, mm-hmm. um, but. Like I said, I just like to try to do it all. So I, I made myself crazy, and I fell asleep so well every night because I was exhausted by the end of it. But I think if it's your first book, I say go for it. Just yeah. get a table. And my favorite thing at these conferences has kind of been getting a half a table and not requesting who your table mate's going to be because it's really cool to kind of let the fates decide. Mm-hmm. And I have made so many awesome friends mm-hmm. with that I didn't know beforehand because we shared a table for the whole weekend, you Mm -hmm. know, and like you just get to talk to them and hear about their books. Mm -hmm. And this year I shared with um, Kristen Inger Iverson Mm -hmm. um, for the first two days and then Amy Bartel the last day. So it was just awesome. Uh I was like, oh my gosh, I 
these people are awesome and like I'm so blessed to call them friends now yeah yeah it's so cool like I look at my Facebook page and I'll see Amy Bartle posted something and I'm like I'm friends with Amy Bartle oh my gosh I can talk to her whenever I want you know and it's I've read these people's books and I had never met them before and now I have new books to read and it's just so many you know just little pockets of goodness that happened you know with within utopia but um when you went had there was there anyone there that you had already known and you were meeting for the first time or was was everyone just brand new fresh faces well it was really cool this year because um even though it was my first utopia um i knew shonda han and um bl marsh because i met them on book splash Mm -hmm. um and i knew nate weller so it was kind of cool showing up and already having friends, you mm-hmm. know, so that, that was really cool. Um, but I don't know. I guess I'm just figuring out that when you put me, like, with all of my favorite book people in the world, I just am like, oh, my gosh, like, I can right. talk to you guys forever because we read all the same things and have everything in common. Right. So I, just, I made a ton of friends, too, which was really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I have way more Facebook friends now than I had ever. Like, I came home to, like, 70 80, you know, friend requests and everything. I was like, yes, I know all of you. It's so cool. Um, so you mentioned that this year you didn't get to do, you know, everything, of course, and I assume you won't be able to do that next year as well. <laughs> but um, are there things that you did this year that maybe you'll, you won't do next year or vice versa, things that you didn't get to do this year that you really want to focus on doing next year? So this year, like I said, I tried to do everything, um, and I think I did pretty good. It was awesome having my husband there, so anytime I would go to a panel, he would man the table, mm-hmm. and um, I went and got like a ton of great information, and then there was a couple panels I went to where I was kind of like, wow, I know this stuff. Like, I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> uh-huh. that, like, that made me feel great, too. Like, that's that's a good affirmation. Mm-hmm. So... Um, then I kind of started sending him because um, he does all my graphic designs and he's definitely the technical computer one. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to send him to kind of like the one that was about Facebook ads Mm -hmm. and building your marketing team and stuff like that. So, because I was like, you know, if I go, I'm just going to have to relay all this information to To you. It was nice having him go to do that too. Yeah. Um, So this year I think I'm bringing another author um, and I'm bringing my intern, who is an aspiring author. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be really cool to let um, my intern, Caitlin, go to like a bunch of panels because mm-hmm. she'll learn so much that mm-hmm. you know she can apply to her own writing and that she can um, kind of help me and um, my fellow author, Nancy, with. Um, we have this group called the League of Extraordinary Authors. Uh-huh. And there's three of us, and we do school visits together, uh-huh. and we have three incredible interns from Flagler College um, that kind of help keep us together. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. Caitlin is one of them coming with us, oh, so I think she'll have a great time. Oh, that's um, so cool. I love that. Yeah, it's um, you just kind of learn that it's just all so organic, you know? You, the the environment is just constantly adapting. Like there's just so many new things. Like I said, when it's so easy, like you were saying, um, writing a book, you know, it's typically a solo project. So you're in your bat cave, you know, you're writing your book, you're, you know, having your ideas. And then once you're done with the product, it's like, okay, now I have to present this 
to the masses of people, you know, how do I do that? What is a way to go into doing that? So I really love the approach that you're taking, you know, just diving in, you know, head first and just saying, hey, sink or swim. And not a lot of people, you know, are able to do that. So I love that about you. That's how I met you, you know, if you're doing that. So I just think it's really cool. So I'm really interested to see, you know, how um, the um, release of your, you know, third book is going to happen in comparison to the first two. Um, Would you, if let's say if the, if you really like what the third, what happens with the third book in terms of like the blog tour, cover reveal, you know, release day launches, the scavenger hunt, all those things. Um, would you then in turn probably turn around and do like a book blitz for like the first two to really kind of get those out there? Because I've seen authors do that before where they're on their third book, but then they're like, oh, this was awesome. So let's go ahead and see if we can get more readers with the first one. Yeah. And that's like the strange spot that I'm in now Mm -hmm. because I was kind of sitting here setting everything up for the book launch for the third book. And I was like, man, I'm going to blast all this stuff out about the third book in the series, but like, you can't read them backwards. So (laughs) I'm like, do I just expect people will be like, Oh, I have to buy the first two or yeah. So we're kind of doing some advertising now and Facebook ads and a book blitz for um, the first book now. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I'm keeping track of everything for this third book launch and I kind of want to replicate what's successful and apply that to my other books too. That's so exciting. That would be really useful. So you mentioned, okay, so the Geneva Project, you said, is that a YA kind of a series? So you said you're branching into other genres. What other genres were you thinking about? Um, so I'm working on, well, I guess this is the same genre, but, um, there's that debut collective Mm -hmm. anthology that's going on because of Utopia. So I joined that and, um, I guess it's still YA, but it's, it's a completely different series for me, which is cool and different. Mm -hmm. Um, and then another author asked me to co-author, um, a middle grade book with her, which is pretty cool. Cool. And I've never co-authored before, but like I was saying, that's it's it's something fun to get to work with another author and mm-hmm. just get out of that like solitary confinement in your writing cave, you mm-hmm. know, and have someone else to do that with. And so I think we're going to take it chapter by chapter in like each alternate chapters and see how that goes. Mm-hmm. And then um, Nancy Jane Quackenbush writes children's like beautifully illustrated children's books, and um, we're working together to do like a compilation. Um, of different children's books, kind of like a new take on nursery rhymes. Oh, that's cool. Uh So I'll have like a middle grade and a children's book. But um, I mean, for me, those are, they're not far off from YA. But the biggest thing I'm doing that's so different is probably I started um, my 52 Sunrises blog, Mm -hmm. which I started basically because of Utopia. Um, I went to those keynote speaks uh, speeches every morning Mm -hmm. and I mean, I don't think I could leave there without crying. Everyone's stories were so amazing and so unique. And it just kind of really hit me that so many of us um, just, we face more than we think we can. Mm -hmm. And you always feel alone the entire time. And I have had a lot of situations like that um, in my life and just never really had an outlet to share it. Never thought sharing it would be helpful, Mm -hmm. but sitting there hearing Denise Grover Swank talk and, Uh, and, you know, talk about losing her husband and, you know, how that changed her. Um, 
and just her being able to share that story, I was like, that's incredible. And then like every day was the same thing. You know, people had, you know, gone through like terrible loss or mm-hmm. all had these like, uh-huh, wake up moments. And it's kind of like life will either make you or break you. Right. And I feel like everyone there, that was like the shared theme. We all, we all decided we're going to make it. It's yeah. not going to break us. Right. Um, so I lost my son. He passed away when he was one, um, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And the entire time, um, trying to deal with the loss and mourning, I, I wrote, I journaled the whole time because I didn't know how to deal with something like that. Mm-hmm. So um, after kind of talking to everyone there and just sharing their experiences, and I was going up to them saying, like, thank you for sharing. Thank you for being brave enough to share your story because right. you may not realize it, but it's like it's helping people. It's changing lives and, mm-hmm. you know, shaping how we view ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of made me think, like, you know, if hearing these stories are helping me, maybe if I share my story, you could help other people. Right. So I came home and um, I started a blog, 52 Sunrises, which is, um, I wrote one week, one journal entry every week for 52 weeks, and mm-hmm. I would go see a sunrise. So it's just kind of like, you know, what I was feeling, what I was going through in that first year of loss. And mm-hmm. now I get to look back at it and see how far I've come mm-hmm. and what I can take from it, you know, like what I've done to turn that into a positive moment for mm-hmm. me. Oh, I love that. I love, love, love <laughs> Thank that. Thank you. But yeah, yeah, it's completely yeah. different because it's just like pouring your heart out and everything's truthful as opposed to you right. know, my YA world where I get to just make things up and right. live in magic. Yeah, know? yeah. But you can even tell, like even with going to things like this, you I'm pretty sure you don't go into an event or anything like Utopia thinking my life is going to change, you know, from this point out. But to know that, you know, you go into an event like Utopia, you know, hoping, you know, to meet some people and sell books, of course, but you come out of it with like this whole new perspective, you know, whether it's for, you know, personal reasons or professional reasons, you know, or anything like that. And you just see how anything that you learned, you know, at Utopia can be applied in so many different facets of your life. And that's, one thing that I can personally say that I appreciated about this, about the whole experience. I went home and was like, okay, yeah, I went there to Utopia as a blogger, of course. I was there to, you know, network and meet people. But then I walked away with this really, really strong yearning to write something, you know. And I did. I started that like probably two years ago, but then I was like, Nah, I'm not, you know, this is not good. I don't have a story to tell. But then I met um, PK Harizo, who was there, and she told me, she's the only one that I told that I had a little inkling of a story. And she was like, you need to write your story. You have a story to tell. You know, and it's little nuggets like that that you get from people just in passing that can typically stick with you. Like when you were saying about, you know, Denise and sharing her story about her, the loss of her husband. And then um, when Lauren Miller came and she was talking about, you know, just her whole experience with her friend who was, you know, who was dealing with that situation to even, um, uh, I missed Kim Holden's speech, but I heard the whole do epic thing. I walked in on the video part of it and it was awesome. It's just, 
it's like I said, it's an organic experience. And just from hearing your, you know, your whole story, it sounds like you got a lot of personal, you know, revolution, but you also got, you know, business revolution. Okay, that is my doorbell. That means FedEx is here, but that's fine. Um, But yeah, so it's just really awesome and really humbling to hear. So I thank you for even sharing, you know, that story. And I'm sure anything that you've said, you know, today is going to really impact somebody, you know, too, who might be struggling, you know, or wondering how to get out, you know, their thoughts. Now I need to go check out your blog. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's been really therapeutic. And I mean, I guess that's just what I can say about utopias. It really did change my life. And I feel like it might sound like corny to say that, but it did. Like I, like you said, like I just expected to go and promote my books and, you know, meet a few new readers, but mm-hmm. I feel like I left with, like, a family of friends. I mean, I have some people I talk to every day on, like, Facebook because mm-hmm. of that. I mean, you and I have talked to each other a ton of times mm-hmm. since, too, and it just brings people together, and it just gave me this drive to not not take no for an answer, to do what I want to do, and yeah. write every story that I have in me now, mm-hmm. because there really is no one in my way except for myself, right. you know, like we can do whatever we want, which is kind of what I, I took away from that. Yeah. It's a great motivator. I love that. Well, thank you for sharing with us. You're of welcome. course, I'm so excited that this, you know, that you were my first, um, interview. I, like I said, never done this before. So <laughs> it's really nice that I get to do this with someone that I'm, you know, really comfortable with and that I've, you know, built a really great rapport with. And I'm so excited to help you with, you know, the launch of your third book. I'm so excited to read the whole thing. Um, I'm one of those people that I need all three and then I'll just go right through because I read one book and I'm like, well, now I need the next one and now I have to wait a whole year, but I don't have to wait. I'm glad you have all three because everyone has been yelling at me, like, give me the next book. Yeah, I'm so excited. But yeah, so thanks for being here and participating, of course. And so, yeah. I will talk to you soon, of course, about, you know, blog stuff and getting the scavenger hunt going. But yeah, you have a good day. A huge thank you to Christina Benjamin for being my first guest on my installment of A Daily Cup of Joe. I was super excited to have her on. You can tell how spirited and how animated and how fun and fabulous of a person she is. I am so honored to call her my friend. You can definitely check out her series, The Geneva Project. The first book is Truth, which is out now, as well as the second book, Secrets. The third book, Lies, is actually going to be coming out this fall, so be on the lookout for that. I'll actually be helping her in the promotion of that book as well as the release, so yay for teamwork. Um, I will see you guys on the next installment that I am in, A Daily Cup of Joe, in about two weeks. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.